Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hi listeners and welcome to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. Uh, exciting day as, as we do, do joke about in the past with Melinda. Um, it's uh, market update time, so I'm sure she's very excited again. Yes, I've put a lot of effort and time into collating some more data to share with you today. And I know Scott does laugh at me when and calls me the data nerd, which he gets into trouble for after we've recorded. But um, look, I love data, as you know, and today I'm going to be sharing with you the very latest in terms of what the data is telling us, but also sharing what we've seen on the ground just in the very um, little time that we've had already through 2021, just to report back to help you understand the current market conditions. I know I, know I do make uh, make fun of it, but it's it's good to have a laugh. And I actually spoke to someone uh, just last week um, who are listeners of our podcast. Um, thank you for the kind words. Um, and they did talk about how they really do enjoy the data. So nice to get a compliment from you. It's positive <laughs> feedback from everyone. So um. Look, let's jump into it straight away, um, the market update. Um, we'll, we'll do a bit of a general market overview to start with, just to see what's happening, consumer confidence, employment, uh, vacancy, and how the economy is running in Queensland. Look, I think that, you know, if we look at a national level, who would have thought how um, well we are doing, given what we've just been through, and even with the outbreaks that seem to occur from time to time. And I I know leading into Christmas, there was so much uncertainty around what was happening in New South Wales. And then just recently, um, here in Brisbane, with the outbreak of the UK strain, which seems to have all uh, fallen away, and um, we are very safe and no community transmission of that up here either so it has all worked out really well yeah i think i think queenslanders have done really well i I must say um that you know we we personally were you know we we personally worked on our business during that during that downtime of um of covid um and we've come through very very confident now ourselves personally um weekend just gone i was actually at a shopping center and um Every I didn't see anyone that was not wearing a mask. So it's it's great that people have taken that on. We get one case, we go into lockdown. Um, <laughs> all of a sudden, we're all wearing masks. So it's great that people are doing that. Um, and I think that's only going to help the uh, the economy as well. Yeah, it's um, reassuring to know that we're a very compliant bunch up here in Brisbane. And, you know, because of our compliance, there's been no spread of that highly infectious disease. So, but, you know, looking at consumer confidence at a whole um, on a national level, Westpac Economics do the um, reporting and it was hitting 10-year highs in December in terms of that consumer confidence index. So that is so reassuring off the back of the pandemic that we're all experiencing at the moment, um, experiencing at the moment. Um, Obviously, when consumers are confident, um, they are in a better position to make commitments to large transactions. So that is all looking good for the real estate market. Um, a little bit more locally, when we look at the Queensland information that is available to us, um, some very reassuring data came out just recently around job vacancies. They have absolutely exploded in Queensland. And in the three months leading up to the end of November 2020, um, about Well, we've had more jobs now than at any other time since 1983. So that's incredible, again, off the back of this 
you know, global pandemic that the local economy seems to have really picked up. And for those that want jobs, apparently they are out there. So, you know, that's re- really reassuring for our local economy. I think you said something the other day, you, you read an article and it said something about um, the local economies on steroids. That's what it was, exactly. <laughs> and it, it feels that way. You know, everybody, you know, buoyant, um, as we mentioned, you know, the indexes are showing confidence is up. But I think that when you just have that walk around the shopping complex, like we did just on the weekend, even though we were we were all masked up, there were people out um, and there were a lot of people out and they were spending. And that's what we need to reboost our economy. So that is reassuring. And of course, being out um, also on Saturdays at the inspections, that tells us how many people are shopping for real estate. And we'll get to that as we report through some of the information for this podcast. Yeah, I th- I'm sure they all had smiles underneath those masks. You couldn't really tell. But um, <laughs> So if we move into the lending side of it, what, what's happening and what's the latest on the lending side of things? Yeah, really interestingly, um, obviously driven by record low interest rates right now, Um, lending has been very, very strong amongst owner-occupiers. In fact, when we look at the percentage of investors um, as a percentage of total lending in Queensland, back in in about 2010 to 2014, investors were making up between 35 and 40% of all mortgages that were being issued by banks. So that corresponds to the proportion of investors that were purchasing property here in Queensland. Um, and the balance at that time obviously being owner-occupiers. Now, with the latest lending data through to the end of October 2020, the proportion of investors um, as a percentage of total lending now is down to 19.3%. So you can see who's really driving this rising market here in Brisbane. It is those owner-occupiers. And, of course, investors need to keep that in mind when they're competing for properties because they are competing with emotional buyers who will pay you know, a higher price to secure their dream home. It's interesting. Um, I know we've talked about this before um, with the whole COVID sort of uh, chat that we talk about all the time. Um, the owner-occupiers, is there a reason that, is it because people are changing lifestyles, you think, and and they're looking at property in an affordable area like Brisbane compared to other places? Yeah, look, there's definitely been, you know, strong interest from those relocating to Brisbane and also expats returning home from Brisbane. But local buyers are also looking to upgrade their properties and, you know, they're getting finance ready and that's what's coming through in that lending data. Uh, But interestingly, first home buyers are extremely active throughout Queensland at the moment, making up 32.7% of all lending. So they're seeing a great opportunity to get into the market uh, with that expectation that there's going to be some strong growth in the near future. And that's being reported, uh, you know, throughout from many media commentators as well as many economists. So, you know, it is reassuring for those that are looking to get into the market for the first time. And obviously there's a lot of stimulus in place for those first home buyers, especially if they are looking at brand new properties and, you know, with the home builder packages as well, there's, you know, a lot that, that falls in their favour at the moment. I think that's great. Falls in their favour at the moment. I think that's great news for the first home buyers. I had a conversation with a uh, a client of ours. They're helping um, their son um, get them into a, into a property. Um, they're also about to help their daughter. I think she's 21 or 23. I can't remember now. Um, and, and they're doing the same thing. So I think that's great news. You know how we think about property, um, to, to buy it when you can. People say it's hard to get into the market, but they'll say it again in 10 years' time and they'll say it again and again. So um, that is good news that the first-time buyers are, are, um, are getting a bit active and, and positive as well. So to set themselves up for the future. Um, buying property, what about stock levels? 
yeah, look, I think we've covered a lot of those things that are driving the demand for property, um, you know, consumer confidence being up, strong local economy at, or, or a growing local economy, um, lending, you know, at record highs, particularly for owner occupiers, and also those very low interest rates. Um, when we look at the other side, what's making up the supply sideline of properties that are available for sale, um, stock levels is one thing that um, we can look at. And what we do know is that they are drying up. So when we look at t the total number of listings between um, now and 12 months ago in Brisbane, we are down 28.4% on total listings. That's nearly a third of the stock that we had this time last year is not there this year. Now, new listings in terms of um, brand new listings being brought to the market is down 6.1% over the same 12-month period. So what this tells us is that the additional buyers that are in the market are not just buying what's new, but they're also buying um, some of the older stock that has been sitting on the market as well. So really interesting trend because while stock levels are drying up, we've got this market where we've got an abundance of buyers and new buyers seem to be entering the market every week. So very important for people to understand the current imbalance between supply and demand. And that's what is pushing this upward, pushing this upward pressure on prices. Now, I know we chat beforehand and prepare a little bit for this podcast, but I always, things always come into my mind as, as you talk. When we talk about low listings and, and there's still a lot of buyers out there, what's that doing for, for the prices and what are we seeing that it's actually, you know, when, pre, when we evaluate a property and we look at it for value-wise and you see the low listings and the high numbers, what is, what is that doing? Well, I think anybody that studied economics um, in any area knows that the balance between supply and demand is what will drive prices. So when you are in an environment where supply, supply is low or decreasing and yet demand is um, high or increasing, you will see price growth because there is more competition for a limited number of stocks so or a limited number of properties that are available. So it's really important that buyers understand that that basic economic principle. When you have very high demand in a low supply, and will have to pay more to secure the property simply because there's too many buyers on every single property that comes to the market. Um, and we'll have some, you know, on the ground updates in terms of just how many buyers are out there and the lineups that we're experiencing on at open homes just in the most recent weekend because, you know, it really is a, a severe imbalance right now in Brisbane and, and buyers need to be aware of that because every time you miss out because you don't want to pay that extra two or $3,000 to secure the property, um, the opportunity cost of that is that the market will continue to shift upward in this type of environment and, you know, if the market's growing at, at five to $10,000 uh, per month, and we're going to break that down a little bit in terms of some numbers over the last three months, then there's a real opportunity cost of not just um, putting forward a little bit extra just to secure the property um, right now. Yeah, I think that little bit more now to, to get a good property when there's a lot of people wanting it, I think is a really, it's a good way to think, not a, uh, well, I want to score a bargain because uh, there's no such thing as a bargain because uh, there's no such thing as a bargain in a really good location um, where, we, where we look and, and the things that we look at. So, um, okay, what about the market update? So the local market update, what have you got for us on, on data and stats and all that information? Yeah, really good question. So I think that we can break it down into relevant periods. And first of all, I'd love to just talk about what's happened throughout 2020 from January through to December. Really interesting year, obviously, with COVID. Um, but we can see how we have performed even in the environment um, of a, 
a global pandemic. So in the past 12 months in Brisbane, overall dwelling values grew 3.6%. But of course, what's more relevant is understanding what's happening in the individual market segments, that being houses and units, because, you know, different product types will obviously perform at different rates, depending on their own um, economic indicators of supply and demand. So, you know, with COVID, housing was particularly in high demand. Some of that uh, demand simply because people didn't want that high density living. So across the 12 months, housing here in Brisbane was up 4.6%, whereas growth in units declined 0.6%. So that's been really interesting uh, just to see how the overall dwelling values increased, but there was definitely a divergence between performance of the housing market versus units. And what about the sales side of things? Yeah, look, I think that the number of sales that occurred throughout Brisbane over the last 12 months, according to CoreLogic, um, was actually up 8.5% over the 12-month period. So, you know, I think that that's interesting also, given that there was such a period of um, no transactions or low transactions during the worst of the pandemic. So it tells a story of um, the high transaction uh, volume market that we had up to when the pandemic hit and the high transaction volume market that we had also at the latter end or the latter part of 2020, because we certainly had a couple of months there in the middle of the year when transaction volumes really did halt or ground to a very slow crawl. So that's been interesting. But we can even break down that sales volume data into what's happened through houses and units. And this is a more interesting trend because houses were up about 7.5% in terms of transaction volumes um, and units up 11.9%. So more people were buying more units than um, than houses, even though the overall sales volumes um, were up, you know, over the 12 month. So is in the housing side of things, is what about the value of the homes? Is that, um, is it high value or low value that we're seeing on that? So in terms of growth changes over the last 12 months, we can look at, you know, which segments of the market performed better than others. And, and to do that, the CoreLogic data can be broken down into what we call percentiles. So anything below the 25th percentile is the bottom 25% of sales values um, in the 50th values. Um, in the 50th percentile, it's exactly that, the fifth, middle 50% of all transaction sales values. And then we've got anything over the 75th percentile is um, those transactions at the top end of the market. So the top 75% of sales values. So what we saw was quite interesting because unlike a lot of other capitals throughout the pandemic or the 12 month period of 2020, Brisbane saw the greatest growth in terms of uh, changes in property prices in the 50th percentile, which is the middle section of the market. For a lot of other markets, it was the bottom end of the market or the um, the lower 25th percentile. But here in Brisbane, um, we had 4.4% growth in the 50th percentile. And re remember now we're looking at dwelling values again, not specifically at houses and units. So that's just something to keep in the back of your mind. Whereas when we look at the last 12 months, um, the lower 25th percentile, um, so the best performing segment of the market here in Brisbane over the last 12 months was right around that median value, not low value properties, not the top end of the market, but right at that median value. So some good growth. That's So that's the 12 month uh, for, for Brisbane. The, the growth, obviously, some good growth there. Units down a little bit, but the housing side of it up and, and sales up in, in every area. What about the past three months? 
Yeah, I think that's the next logical um, step to break it down into what happened in the last quarter because, believe me, what we've seen in the last quarter in Brisbane has really been strong price growth. And we've seen um, houses grow uh, up sorry, 2.5% in the last three months, units up 0.5%, uh, whereas when all dwellings are grouped together, it's up 2.1%. So, you know, that's been um, an interesting trend. If we consider a $750,000 property, what that means is that what you would have purchased that property for um, in September, if that purchased that property for um, in September, if that was $750,000, now you'll have to pay an additional $18,750. That is 2.5% of that $750,000. So that just helps to quantify these numbers and helps people understand the real price growth that is occurring. If you are relying on sales from three months ago as a comparison sale, you will simply miss out because in this situation, growth of $18,750 is significant and that is enough to you know, miss out on on entering negotiations with a seller or, or under a multiple offer situation. It's just not going to be competitive if, if you're relying on something that's three months old. So that almost comes back to what we talked about earlier about when we look at properties and what they're selling for now and a multi-offer and, and the market that they're, and you said, uh, if you pay a little bit more now, uh, that just shows that if you pay a little bit more now and it's if it's a close negotiation, get more now and it's if it's a close negotiation and you, you say you pay an extra five thousand mm. dollars just on that example you've made eighteen thousand seven hundred and fifty is the difference in a three you actually period. come out in front anyway so it's a different way to think it's a smart way to think um secure that opportunity and let the hard work be done by the um, the capital growth that's happening at the moment so um what about just in december yeah, so obviously looking at the very the most recent month, and um, again we can look at this core logic hedonic home value index to understand what's been happening in Brisbane. We've had one point one percent price growth in dwellings overall, but again when we break that down into houses, it's one point two percent growth in the housing market. Our new median value in Greater Brisbane, and remember that includes Brisbane City, Ipswich, Logan, Redlands, and the Morton Shire. The new median value is 576,338. Um, and in the units, we've had 0.4% price growth throughout December. Um, now, that's still 0.6% lower than 12 months ago. So the current median throughout Greater Brisbane for units is $390,785. Before we move on, I do just want to say that, um, you know, we get a lot of inquiry for in, from buyers looking to purchase in Brisbane and they're looking at that median value and thinking that they can buy within 10 kilometres of the Brisbane CBD for around the median value um, that is published in CoreLogic data. That is very simply not the case. You can't buy a house within 10 kilometres of Brisbane for you know that median value of around the mid to high $500,000 price point. Um, this information is based off greater Brisbane. So it incorporates a lot of other areas that are much further away from the CBD. So just keep that in mind when you are considering Brisbane. So on the, um, I know we did it for the 12 month, but what about for the... Um... Yeah, in terms of the quartile data, um, a really interesting trend started to emerge throughout December. Um, and that is that the upper quartile experienced uh, much higher growth price growth than the lower quartile. So the upper quartile, that is the top 75% of properties um, that have sold, the, value, the higher valued properties, that increased 1.25% in December, whereas the lower quartile or the bottom 
uh, 25th percentile only grew 0.94%. So that also is an interesting trend that we will be watching in the coming months to see whether this continues because that is um, a little bit different to that um, 12-month data that we reported earlier where we saw the greatest growth in the 50th percentile and the um, the highest valued properties were uh, the, had the slowest rate of growth. So uh, we'll be monitoring that very closely in the coming months. So a lot of movement on the uh, on the home buyers, first, first home buyers and also owner-occupiers. Um, when you're talking investor side of things, what about the rental, about the rental market? Yeah, rental market is very strong and in fact, uh, one of our clients who was completing a renovation um, was very excited when the renovation was completed and the property became available for rent. Um, that was just Only last week, week um, <laughs> multiple offers uh, from tenants received after the very first inspection. This is not an uncommon story. Property managers that we're speaking to throughout Brisbane that have properties in many of the areas of greater Brisbane are reporting the same thing. The rental market is uh, very, very strong. Uh, unfortunately, there's not enough properties available for the number of tenants that are looking for properties. Um, and that's reflected in vacancy rates, which we'll get to. But um, if you are a tenant in the market, it is a tough market out there. So be prepared to potentially, you know, put forward a weekly rent amount that's a little bit higher than the asking rent just to secure a property. Again, it comes down to those dynamics of basic economics of supply and demand. And there's not many properties becoming available for rent and there's there's far too many tenants looking so that's putting up a pressure on prices yeah it's definitely it's definitely a very um a very competitive area um that rental market so what about the change in the rents so we can look at the change over the last 12 months in terms of what's happened to the um, rental prices achieved now for all dwellings in brisbane overall 1.8 percent increase in rent uh, but when we look at the housing market that's up 2.7% over the 12-month period, whereas the unit market has declined 1.1%. So that what that means is that if you own a unit and you're putting that to rent, it's likely that you may have to drop the rent to secure a tenant. Um, for the housing market, it's likely that someone may pay a little bit more than advertised, or you might have a couple of tenants or more to choose from when they're applying for your property. So um, strong growth in the housing market in terms of rent, uh, the unit market a little bit down on where we were 12 months ago. Uh, what about vacancy rates on the rental side of things as well, Linda? Vacancy rates have definitely, um, you know, had a bit of a mixed uh, change, I guess, over the month from November to December, um, but nothing too significant. At a citywide level, they really didn't change. We were at 1.8% uh, from November through to December. Um, however, the biggest area that we noted a change between November and December was in the Brisbane CBD market. Now, remember, this is a market where we had um, a huge vacancy risk during the worst of the pandemic, up around 14% vacancy rates. November, we were at 6.9%, and that had another notable drop through December. We're down to 6% now. So certainly showing a rapid recovery in that market, which is reassuring for anyone that does have some of those higher density units in those inner city areas. But in most of the other um, areas, not much change. So the areas where we so the areas where we saw no change were Beanley corridors remained at zero point eight percent, Inner Brisbane remained at three point five percent, Northern Brisbane remained unchanged at zero point nine percent between November and December, and also Southeastern Brisbane remained unchanged at zero point eight percent. 
where we saw a further tightening, as I mentioned, the CBD from 6.9% to 6%. We also saw a tightening in vacancy rates in East Brisbane from November in 1.6% to December at 1.5%. And finally, Southern Brisbane, previously at 2%, now at 1.9%. So that leaves the other um, couple of locations where we did see vacancy rates um, increase slightly. That is Western Brisbane, um, slightly up now at 1.6%, was 1.5% back in November. And the Ipswich region previously was 0.9%, now sitting at 1.1%. That's some pretty um, pretty good numbers. Um, that That's pretty good vacancy rates for an investor looking to get into the market to um, secure some investment properties up in this area. Yeah, as I mentioned before, that's really just the statistical number behind what's happening on the ground. So when a property becomes available for rent and there's a lot of tenants that go through that property and multiple applications being received, um, that's the real information that um, tells us what's happening on the ground. But as I said, these vacancy rates are really just the numbers behind what we're seeing anyway. So speaking of on the ground, um, we've gone through a lot of numbers. Um, What we're seeing on the ground, um, now keep in mind, a lot of the real estate industry didn't start up, well, it, it sort of went had a bit of a holiday basically over Christmas. Um, the weekend of the 9th and the 10th, which was probably going to be the first big open weekend, um, we actually had a lockdown in Greater Brisbane. So all opens were shut. Um, it was a very quiet weekend. We stayed at home. Mm-hmm. and um, But the weekend um, just after that, just past the 6th, and um, but the weekend um, just after that, just past the 16th and the 17th, uh, people were out on the ground. Um, we we're all wearing our masks, as I mentioned earlier. Um, there were lineups down the street, and um, there was a lot of action. Yeah, very, very high demand from buyers. And as Scott mentioned, you know, having to line up just to get into a property, we haven't seen that for some time. We were starting to see it towards the end of 2020, but you know, I have a feeling this is something that we're going to have to expect moving forward into the future. But you know, obviously. That's just a consequence of this low supply, high demand market. Um, And I know one of the properties, and this is just one example, um, one of our team members went through. She was number 112 to go through that property. And it was the very first Saturday that that property was open. So gives you an understanding of what's happening in some pockets of Brisbane. Now, a lot of the properties also that our team went through, Now, a lot of the properties also that our team went through on the weekend already had received offers. So again, being the first Saturday where most of those buyers were able to get out and inspect properties, um, having already received uh, some offers, it tells you how highly competitive the current market is. And as a buyer, it's something that you need to be prepared for. There really is no time to make slow decisions in this rapidly moving market. It's quite unforgiving if you're someone that takes time or needs time to consider, um, you may still continue to miss out. Yeah, you, you definitely need to do your work beforehand. Um, when you go to those open homes, um, as, as Melinda mentioned, we talked about, you line up and wait. Um, you need to be organised. You need to be prepared because that properties generally at the moment, um, good quality properties are actually going to multi-offer, as we've talked about, several times, um, like straight away, first weekend. Yeah, and I think there's not a lot that we can report in the auction space since our last update because we had since our last update because we had the shutdown over Christmas and New Year, and um, really we're not going to have much auction action again until um, towards the end of January and then certainly into February. So we'll look forward to providing you with an update on what we're seeing at auctions around the city um, in our next monthly update. 
So, yeah, look, that's a bit of a wrap for the market update. As we mentioned, I know we talk about it a lot. I, I did. I don't know if I did mention rentals as well. They are going multi-offers. Um, I know we say that a lot, multi-offer. Um, you're probably sick of the word um, that we talk about that all the time, but um, it is the way it is up here at the moment. Um, it's, a, it's a strong market and people are out and about on the weekends and during the week. Um, if you don't know a lot about it, um, read up, learn about what that multi-offer side of it is. If anyone needs help, obviously reach out to Streamline Property Buyers. Um, I'll let Melinda wrap it up from here. It was good chatting again and we'll talk again next week. Thanks very much and bye for now. I hope you've enjoyed this market update. Once again, we love bringing you the latest to get to tell your friends and family that our podcast exists. Anyone that's looking to buy in Brisbane, um, this is the place that they will get the most up-to-date and accurate information. Uh, Until next week, enjoy the rest of your month and we will talk again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and of course, tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.